Hey guys, welcome to the LinFit Coaching Podcast, and today we're going to dive into a little bit about the importance of sleep and recovery. This is a massive topic, and I'm not about to go into a crazy deep dive, but I really want to try to make this practical for you. And so let's dive into this topic. Okay, so if you have not been living under a rock, you've probably seen this all over different ads and news and um, it's fitness fads really is there's a huge, huge, huge fad and importance put on sleep and recovery these days in fitness and for good reason. Um, as we were going through the pandemic and everything, people were sort of awakened to the effects of stress on us and the importance of sleep and recovery, partially because people may have been getting better sleep than they had gotten in a long time. Like, wow, I feel great. Or I feel way less stressed. I just have less to do, things like that. Uh, but as uh, people were learning more about this and health was putting more and more of a um, priority on this, uh, stress management, management became a huge thing uh, because there, this has not been something that's new in studies. There's been more and more studies being done on this of the effects of long-term chronic stress on us. Uh, but sleep and recovery are a massive part of recovering from that stress. And so um, let's define stress first. So I'll, I like to think of stress as sort of like this general um, upset to our homeostasis. And so homeostasis is really just what the normal that our body likes to maintain. And so that's physically what we like to maintain, our routine that we like to maintain as far as our daily structure, uh, the temperatures, the pH, the the uh, foods that we intake. Our body loves normal. Um, and it loves to maintain this normal set weight that we typically have or this normal set uh, metabolism that we have. All, th all this goes into homeostasis. And so certain short bouts of stress are really good uh, for changing our homeostasis. It causes a disruption, a short-term disruption to our homeostasis um, that causes an adaptation. This is called hormesis. It's, it's providing a stimulus or a stressor uh, in order to ultimately make our system, our body, better or stronger or um, better adapted to thrive in our regular stimuli, our regular routines, or regular challenges. And so that stressor could come in many different forms. And we need these stressors because if we just kind of stuck in comfort zone, then we start actually slowly um, deteriorating as in like we lose our adaptations. And so um, you might not you might lose in your physical performance over time. You might lose in your bone structures over time. You might lose in your uh, mental capacity over time because you're just not challenging your mind very often. Uh, lots of things go into that. So we need these temporary, short-term stressors. But if they become chronic, as in like you're not getting a chance to recover from those effectively, then you end up breaking down your system because it's you're not ever able to recover fully from those. And so it ends up doing more harm than good over time. And so that's how we want to look at a stressor. A stressor is anything that disrupts our homeostasis, our normal. And that does not have to be just a physical thing. And so our body uses stressors as there are 
it's uh, our, our body is really not biased. Uh, stressor is a stressor. Stress is cumulative. It doesn't matter where it comes from. And so if you're having multiple different stress challenges, as in emotional stress challenges, our um, social network type of stress challenges within our own family unit or our social circles, um, or lack thereof, it could be our physical challenges, whether that's you know self-inflicted, like uh, doing physical exercise or sport, or if you or if you have an accident or something like that, where you have an injury, um, and it can also be environmental challenges. It could be things as simple as like pollution or um, noise, or it could be uh, heat or cold, extreme heat and cold, or extreme changes in temperature or weather, things like that. So there's so many different directions that stress can come at us. And so that's why there's been this emphasis on how do we manage stress. And sometimes it can get a little confusing because it's like, wow, like if we put too much focus on this, it's like, wow, I'm stressed out thinking about all the stress that can happen in my body. Like what's happening? Um, But if we take it like one thing at a time and we kind of look at it big picture, we can see like, okay, when am I noticing signs of a lack of recovery or not managing my stress well? So when do I need to prioritize recovery and rest? And when do I need to push it a little bit? And so, and in the context of sleep and recovery, sleep is one of our most important things. It's important pieces of our recovery. Um, There's been a trend downward in the amount of hours of sleep that people get uh, throughout the generations here, ever since the um, just the the modern revolution of you know technology and manufacturing and and everything, and people are sleeping less and less because they have more access to work, especially now that work from home is a big thing. Um, it seems like people need to be accessible all the time, and so the work hours never stop. And especially if you're like if you're starting your own business or you're trying to to make ends meet or you're managing a lot of property or family relationships or anything like that. It's like, or if you're just browsing on social media late at night, everything is so accessible nowadays. It's easy to just stay up super late and then you got to get up early or it's like your sleep rhythm gets super inconsistent. And so our bodies really do need seven to eight hours of sleep a night. If you consistently get less than six hours of sleep, that's actually considered a carcinogenic. That breaks down your body. Your cell uh, cell life, cell health is actually decreasing if you're consistently getting less than six hours of sleep. And this is, this is not just like uh, for the random person, like, there's definitely people out there who are like, oh, uh, I function great off of five hours of sleep at night. That's not necessarily true. Your body may have gotten used to that, but doesn't mean you're necessarily physically thriving. Um, so whenever you're consistently, chronically getting less than six hours of sleep a night, you're at higher risk of cardiovascular disease, um, glucose intolerance or insulin resistance. You're at higher risk of being overweight or obese partially because you're just awake longer so you're more likely to snack in the evenings because it's it's you're having more cycles of hunger throughout the day as you're having longer spans between meals you're going to get hungry before you go to bed again Uh, so that fourth meal is more likely whenever you're just staying up later um and so, and then you're you're killing your recovery. Um, sleep is when majority of our recovery, our growth happens. That's why kids need so much sleep. 
Uh, that's when the majority of our hair growth, our nail growth happens. It's when the majority of our rebuilding or sort of consider it like your mind and body reboot. You sort of rebuild a lot of structures while you're resting. So your body's busy at night, um, creating those mental connections and, and physically recovering for the next day. And so if you're robbing your body of, you know, if, you, if you're thinking of, let's say like eight hours of sleep and you miss a couple hours a night, you just missed one fourth, 25% of your sleep night. And so losing 25% of performance um, in any other realm, it's like, that's massive. It's like, imagine you lost 25% of your bank account right now. You're in a much lesser position to be able to handle financial strains. Same thing goes with our body. And so we need that seven to eight hours a night. And if you're being really physically active, if you're competing in a sport or you're you know, fitness is your hobby. You like to push yourself physically in any way. Um, and you have hours of activity in a week, likely whenever you're breaking your body down, you might have more or greater sleep needs. So you might require more than eight hours of sleep on some nights. And so this can really depend on the person, um, as far as whether you need an exact eight hours, whether you need eight and a half, seven and a half, seven, whatever that is. Um, it, that can kind of depend on the person. And so an easy way to sort of understand your sleep need is if you get some time off, it's the weekend or you're taking a vacation and you got multiple days to sort of sleep in, no alarm, anything. And you, you don't set an alarm, you sleep in as long as you want to. And by day two or three, the number of hours that you sleep whenever you're sleeping with no alarm or anything, that's about the number of hours that you would need. So for example, when I've taken a vacation in the past, that first night where I get extra sleep, I might sleep 10 hours because I'm just worn out. Next night, I might sleep like eight. But then by the time I get to like day three, I'm sleeping about seven and a half. Seven and a half seems to work for me and my body. That seems to be what my need is. If I get seven and a half hours of sleep, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, my recovery is better. My performance is better. My mental clarity and focus is better. All good. And so that can be, be sort of subjective to you. Um, but whenever we get behind in sleep, so it's it's easy uh, to sort of notice symptoms whenever you're getting a little bit under recovered or you're not getting enough sleep. You just, you start relying on caffeine more. You start craving. Um, you might start having different food cravings, trying to look for a sort of a release or some some sort of a boost, energy boost, something like that. You start having more brain fog or a lack of focus and clarity. You might be multitasking or unable to focus on anything um, at one time. You might have increased anxiety. Uh, physically, you might have decreased recovery. You might just feel a little bit broken, a little achy, or a little bit uh, extra sore, like you're not recovering as fast as you normally do. Um, but you also might, I mean, just look at your face. <laughs> are you are you noticing dark circles under your eyes? Or, um are you spacing out a lot? Are you struggling to pay attention in, in conversations? These are all signs of fatigue. That you're not getting enough sleep and not re enough rest. And that kind of goes into this bigger concept of recovery. Uh, so recovering from these big stressors, you know, stress is cumulative. Recovery is also cumulative. It's not just the physical recovery from the physical demand of whatever uh, physical challenges we're putting on ourselves, but it's also the mental, the emotional the spiritual, the social kind of recovery that we need to have from different stressors. And so, yeah, we need periods of challenge where we're sort of stretched a little bit, but 
that should not go for too long to the point that you reach burnout. And so, and burnout would be sort of, you know, signs of like, you just can't do it anymore. The anxiety is too much. You're, you're mentally, physically breaking down. Um, and that would take time to recover from. And so we don't want to reach that point where you reach some sort of point of injury or, um, emotional isolation where it takes some time to recover from that. And so how do we build in recovery into our regular schedule, um, into our regular life or just our habits, our daily behaviors. And so when it comes to physical recovery, that's not just sleep. That's also things like mobility, soft tissue work, um, even changing it up. You know, whenever you're doing uh, like, let's say heavy workouts and things like that in the gym, change it up, do something different, something in whether that's a sport or a different variation of fitness uh, or getting together with, with some friends you haven't d- done fitness with for a while. And do something that it that really helps you mentally refresh. It's something that's different and fun. Um, helps make it a good time. Um, but our body needs sort of these regular doses of recovery. So for soft tissue work, that could be foam rolling, using a ball for different massages, band distractions or stretches. Uh, it could be different variations of yoga and even breathing. These things help us to physically recover day to day and building in those regular practices and making it consistent and not just waiting till you feel broken to actually do that is going to be huge for keeping your recovery really consistent. And uh, whenever we come to you know, managing our mental and even this goes physically as well, like, man, I've been learning so, so much more about breathing. It's a fascinating thing. Like there's been more and more and more studies. This, and it's funny. These studies are really just confirming what's been there for a really long time. <laughs> um, ancient cultures have been practicing. So it's been like discovered and rediscovered again and again and again, uh, how different breathing practices can be massively impactful on our bodies. And so a simple thing that you can do is just as many times as you think about it every day, practice nasal breathing. So intentionally breathe through your nose and not your mouth. And so what that looks like is you will, you know, whatever posture is most comfortable for you to sit in or to gather yourself, just breathe in deeply through your nose, through a full, full breath, and then fully exhale to the bottom of your breath. So call it diaphragmic breathing where you're stomach should expand not just your chest and then slowly exhale and so and even while you're doing soft tissue work like foam rolling or things like that you can be practicing this breathing as well because by breathing through your nose you are activating the parasympathetic nervous system which helps down regulate our bodies our minds our nervous system and even gets blood flow going to the right places that our brain into our digestive system to help us there. And so that nasal breathing is going to be huge for helping us downregulate and calm ourselves down. And that's huge for controlling anxiety, stress, and that's a big time for recovery, blood flow. And whenever you're doing soft tissue work, it is a mental signal that this soft tissue work is safe it's okay if you're breathing quickly through your mouth or you're gasping through your mouth then that sort of sends a signal to your brain like this is uh this is harmful this is dangerous tense up and that makes the soft tissue work hurt more 
And so practicing nasal breathing, whether you're relaxing or doing soft tissue massage, things like that, it's going to be huge for your recovery and making it a lot shorter recovery time um, in comparison if you're doing a lot of mouth breathing. And so as well as, I mean, even um, there's other research done that like one of the most effective and fast ways if you're feeling stressed out in the moment uh, with nasal breathing, nasal breathing is to take a deep, as deep breath as you can through your nose pause and then inhale even more getting a maximum expansion of your your belly and your chest and then slowly exhale all the way to the bottom of your breath that single breath can make a massive difference in dropping your heart rate and your rest anxiety it sort of resets your nervous system your gut brain um, pathway there so it's going to be huge and some other benefits of, of breathing for our recovery is it's just better for digestion. It, by helping us upregulate our parasympathetic nervous system, it's going to help guard us against indigestion um, or gas or bloating after a meal. By doing more nasal breathing, um, it's going to decrease our breaths per minute, and it's going to help us to uh, have better digestion. It just helps us slow down and work better and have better digestion. So big stuff with that. And so I hope this uh, hope this helps gives you a few ideas for what things that you can do to help with your recovery physically. But what about the the emotional recovery, the the spiritual or the re- relational type of recovery? Man, a lot of this comes down to like what works best for you. Finding what are the, the who are the right people that are going to help build you up, people who are supportive in your inner circle, your community. Um, who's breaking you down? So who do you need to say no to so that you can say yes to someone else? Every yes comes with a no. And, and so, and every no comes with a yes in its own way. And so consider, you know, who do you need to spend time with to be refreshed, to be encouraged by? What alone time do you need to, to have? What practices in that alone time are going to help you refresh? Whether that's journaling, music, uh, meditation, even just talking to yourself out loud to process th- through things, uh, whether prayer is a big thing for you. Um, these are all good practices to help you sort of mentally, spiritually, um, emotionally kind of refresh. And that is all different for different people. You know, some people are movers, some people are talkers, some people are journalers, some people love the arts in any way to help them refresh. Um, whatever that is for you, that can really help you physically recover as well because these things hormonally neurologically really help us to recover a lot and it's our body is one connected system if we're suffering in some area or we're being over challenged in some area that's a stressor that adds up over time and so consider stress as cumulative and recovery as cumulative or as as this broad big picture thing and so sleep and recovery are big topics and the better that we can build in some regular behaviors to set ourselves up for sleep at night to turn off the the world to turn off the work to turn off the devices and the social media and all the noise that's around us and the better that we can build in some regular recovery practices the better we're going to feel and the better we're going to perform each day and that's really what we're about man like that's that's why we care about recovery that's why we should care about sleep um, because ultimately it helps us look and feel better. It helps us function better. It helps us mentally be more ready to level up each day. So thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope this was beneficial for you. We'll catch you on the next one.